atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. This is a freedom-loving and fantastic. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday. This is the broadcast for November the 15th in the year of our Lord, 2019, hour two of two. Sam Bushman, Kirk Crosby, and we got the good sheriff with us now, Sheriff Richard Mack. Welcome, sir. Well, Sam, thanks for having me back, brother. All right, man. Uh, so we're having an incredible conversation, Sam and Kurt. We're talking about Doug Weed. Do you remember Doug? Doug Weed? Weed. Weed. Doug Weed is an author. He's a commentator. He ran for office in Arizona. He lost to a Democrat. He's a political commentator and an author, a historian, if you will. He worked closely with George Bush and recorded George Bush without his knowledge, etc. Anyway, Doug Weed, I think, is a great guy. Uh, and Doug Weed has been work, has worked in the past with Ron Paul and many others doing a great job. But Doug Weed uh, is writing a, or wrote a book, and it's going to be out here on November 26th, just in time for Thanksgiving. But the book is called Inside Trump's White House, The Real Story of his presidency. Uh, and it's a great book. And in there, they talk a lot about Melania and they talk about how, man, everything that you've been told about Donald Trump's presidency from the inside is bogus. Doug Weed was with uh, Trump for two years uh, writing this book. Just tremendous stories in the book, defending the first family, defending the first lady, highlighting that Donald Trump and Melania are not estranged, etc., cetera. Uh, and a lot of positive things uh, in the book. Anyway, I thought I'd just let you know about Doug Weed. And the reason I bring this up is we ought to get a hold of Doug and see if you can get, he can get you to the Donald uh, regarding the uh, innocence in prison uh, topic that we're working on and stuff like that. Anyway, I digress. So there's a big discussion in the book about uh, Donald Trump and, and his accomplishments. And I think his accomplishments are legendary. He's accomplished more in my lifetime than any president that I've ever known, including Reagan, by the way. So, you know, Donald, um, the problem is it's hard to measure his progress. If you measure it compared to some of the things we want to get done, he's done some tremendous things. 25% of the courts have Donald Trump appointees in them now. A tremendous effort that will bless us for generations to come. Uh, President Trump standing up for pro-life like no other president. If he had backing in his party for pro-life, we could actually get somewhere. But Donald's done his very best in every case that I've seen. The mainstream press does not report on it, but Donald has been unequivocally pro-life to the best of his ability. i got to give him credit for that. He's also, in many ways, tried to reduce war, tried to back out of foreign entanglements, tried to reject some of the foreign aid or at least challenge some of the foreign aid that we're spending, et cetera, et cetera. And I commend President Trump for doing that. However, Jared Kushner, who I believe is probably one of the worst people in the White House surrounding the Donald, uh, along with there's two groups of people, says Doug Weed in the White House. What's that? His son-in-law? Yeah, I think his son-in-law is awful. Oh, okay. Jared Kushner is extremely liberal. Uh, anyway, nevertheless, and Jared Kushner encourages Donald to do a lot of the wrong things, in my opinion. But um, anyway, so there's two people in the White House, continues Doug Weed, which is uh, one group that loves Donald and is trying to help him make America great again. And then the other group, which is trying to save America from Donald. Kurt, do you want to pick it up there? Well, I will say this, too, in opposition to what you said about Jared Kushner. Um, it, he, uh, you know, uh, at least President Trump's daughter chose him. And, uh, you know, the kind of uh, woman she is uh, uh, that I think has been, you know, explained a little bit in the uh, uh, Doug Weed book. And, and we've seen, uh, you know, her her 
efforts, that kind of thing. I I believe that she chose a pretty good guy. And I'm not telling you that, uh, you know, in New York, you're going to get the same kind of uh, conservatism as uh, you get in these other places. But I also think um, that you're going to get uh, most of us are victims of what I'd call the mainstream media, uh, where we teach about he who owns the media makes the rules and uh, uh I think Jared Kushner has been uh, beat up pretty bad in the media. And, you know, there may be some of it that he's uh, guilty of, if you will. But uh, just like all the stories we've hear, heard about the president that uh, Doug Weed points out, I think so many of those, if you ask many people, they'd think those are true. And, uh, you know, I don't think they are. Uh, and uh, so anyway, that's that's what I'd say about. Yeah. That. So I think Jared Kushner is one of the worst people around President Trump. But I think there's a lot of war hawks around President Trump and a lot of people who want to swamp or circumvent his presidency around President Trump. Uh, and I've said that for a long time. Doug, we documenting that that is true with regards to a lot of bad people around Donald. Now, is Doug Weed defending Jared Kushner, Kurt? Well, uh, what I see in this article from Fox News that talks about the uh, Doug Weed book, uh, he, um, you know, inter- introduced or he talks to uh, Jared Kushner and he says uh, that Jared Kushner says there are two kinds of staffers. Um, and uh, those who want to help Trump save the world and those who want to save the world from Trump. Donald Trump is the sixth president. I've interviewed, this is what Doug Weed says now, and I came away impressed. Some will say that he's only lucky. He was lucky to win the nomination and the election. He was lucky to see what every great economist, these are Doug Weed's words, uh, talking about, you know, his interviews and stuff. Yeah, and he's saying how others have been kind of viewing the president, where he's saying it's not really luck in his view, it's that Donald's a great person doing a great job, right? Well, uh, I think that's what he means. He said he was lucky to see what every great economist in the world had missed about the GDP, lucky at um, uh, finding jobs that no one else could find, lucky at bringing back hostages that other presidents had left languishing in foreign prisons, lucky at achieving energy independence, lucky at defeating ISIS so easily. Uh, Trump is arguably the first president in 40 years to avoid starting a hot war. You can say he's lucky. I say he's great. More from, uh, you know, uh, the opinion of Steve Hilton. He says on Trump impeachment, Democrats thought they found their smoking gun. Anyway, it just goes on. But yeah, so uh, the two points I'm disagreeing with is that Jared Kushner really is our friend when it comes to liberty. Now, I think Jared Kushner is part of the team that wants to help Trump make America great. I don't think he's part of the people that are trying to circumvent President Trump. I just think he has a lot more liberal outlook on things uh, than we do. Okay, so I think he has a different focus than, you know, myself or whatever would. That doesn't mean I think he's trying to circumvent the presidency. I just think he's one of the most liberal people around the president, and he doesn't look to the Constitution for solutions. Um, When it comes to ISIS, see, uh, there again, Jared's saying that ISIS has been defeated. That's what Jared's telling Doug Weed. I don't no, agree. No, this is what Doug Weed is saying. It was not. So Doug, Weed is, not- Doug Weed is saying that we've defeated ISIS. Well, he that's what he's saying. These are what people say, that he's just lucky, you know, and all this stuff. And Doug is saying, you know, that 
at least in his opinion, he says uh, that Donald Trump is lucky at defeating ISIS so easily. And I think what he's pointing out is that the president has let the military do what they're supposed to do, go in and get bad guys and, you know, stuff like that. But the president has also said, you know, it kind of depends on how you define it, because you got some of these guys, they might be over here, they might be over there, and you get rid of the head of it, and then next day the another one pops up and says hey i'm isis you know it's like that uh, those little games where you smash them down and whack a mole and then yeah, you got to get rid of the up. leaders of isis you got to get rid of obama and hillary and put them in jail you know well uh, but anyway so it all depends on how you define it but i i don't believe jared's our friend personally in terms of when it comes to constitutional liberty and i don't know when doug weed says this if he's just referring to his own beliefs that we've defeated isis if he's referring to his context with his conversation with jared or if he's referring to the mainstream press just saying donald's lucky in defeating isis i don't believe isis is defeated personally and now I guess it all depends on how you define defeated. Um, and I believe Donald has done better than most at trying to uh, refocus our military, as Kurt says. I, I agree with that. I just want to be very careful that we don't act like we've won some wars or done some things that we haven't really done. I don't see that we brought a lot of troops home, for instance. Um, I don't see that we're getting out of a lot of foreign aid agreements, for instance. A little bit. I'm not saying nothing's been done, but I don't really see a sea change or a turn directly uh, as maybe we would want. Now, incrementally, is there progress? Absolutely. And that's why I say Donald's done more good than any other president in our lifetime. Uh, what do you think of all this, Sheriff? I'll Go ahead, Kurt. Let me let me give you this real quick before you answer that, Sheriff. Uh, you know, if you put in Jared Kushner in Google, you're going to get, um, you know, the top stories they give you. One's from the L.A. Times, one's from Bloomberg, one's from CNN. Then they've got Washington Examiner, The Real Deal, and The Forward. Um, they've got Vanity Fair, The Slot, Jezebel, Mother Jones. So out of all those, what, nine or ten that they give you as the top stories about Jared Kushner, um, do you think uh, which one would you say might be mm, reasonably at least fair or maybe well, none of them. for See, him? Jared's going to get attacked. I would say the Washington Examiner. I, I would say the Washington Examiner out of all those, you know, would be maybe you know fair. Yeah. And uh, their headline says uh, Jared Kushner, Ivanka Trump celebrate Don Jr.'s um, New York Times number one book that's driving. Uh, you know, I guess uh, folks, it's, it's driving people crazy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I just think that most of the time the media goes after these guys and we don't get the real story. Yeah, so the bottom line is because Jared's on Donald's team, he's going to get attacked because anytime you associate with Donald, you're the enemy. That's true. Uh, but when we talk about Jared Kushner's personal beliefs and the things that he's accomplished in his life and the things that he stands for, uh, we have a different narrative. So the, the discussions are a little bit tainted because no matter who you are, if you stand with Donald, you're going to get attacked. What do you say, Sheriff? <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I think... Uh the overall backdrop for, for what you and Kurt have been saying, and I, I, I think this is obvious, almost trite, that, that Trump just hasn't been left alone to do his job, and he, he would be like totally amazing and miraculous if he had. I think there's truth to that point, too. All right, hang tight. We'll have you comment more when we get back, Sheriff. Liberty Roundtable Live.
Can you confidently answer the question, was Jesus a socialist? Join us on Saturday morning, December 14th at Liberty Hall to hear the clear and insightful reply from one of today's leading champions for liberty, Lawrence W. Reed, author of Was Jesus a Socialist? Loving Liberty Incorporated is honored to present Dr. Reed for this kickoff event of Liberty Hall Lectures, Saturday, December 14th, 10 o'clock in the morning. It's free and it's timely. No registration is necessary, but seating is limited. Come early. Also, just in time for Christmas, buy 10 or more copies of the 5,000-year leap for just $2.50 each. Just in time for holiday giving. Single copy price is normally $10. Can't join us in person? Tune in to the Loving Liberty Radio Network and hear Dr. Reed live Tuesday afternoons during the Read Hour and by podcast at LovingLiberty.net or on your mobile phone app. Was Jesus a Socialist? Find out at the Liberty Hall Lectures, December 14th. Go to LovingLiberty.net for details. For Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Sheriff, we've talked too long. We need to give you a chance. What do you say about some of this? <laughs> no, you didn't talk too long at all. I was uh, really enjoying it. Uh, yeah, uh, back to what I was saying before break. Uh, if if they had left Trump alone, uh, and, and maybe, you know, of course, I agree with all the checks and balances of the Constitution. This Constitution is an amazing system of checks and balances, uh, and, I, and I love that. It should be that way. And no president uh, should have unbridled power, as did Barack Obama. Uh, no one checked him when any time the, pre- uh, the the Republicans tried. Of course, they they uh, failed and failed miserably because there was never any backup for them. Uh, and uh, the system and the swamp that exists in Washington D.C., especially the media. Uh, allowed Barack Obama to get away with everything. And, and so, uh, but now it's just the opposite. Uh, Trump has an amazing enemy known as the national media. Uh, he has an amazing media, uh, enemy known as uh, the Democrat swamp and, and a lot of Republicans as well. Uh, let, let's not forget that uh, John McCain, is supposedly representing Arizona was the deciding vote in vote, uh, to abolish uh, Obamacare. And what happened? John McCain being the last vote uh, that decided that uh, Obamacare would continue. And, and so John McCain did not represent the state of Arizona. 
totally uh, backstabbed the state and and uh, the people of Arizona, and and uh, only for one reason because he and Trump were feuding, and his pride got involved, and uh, he was going to slap the president back as well as he could, uh, and he did, and he wanted to deny Trump that victory, uh, and he did just because of that. He had absolutely no concern uh, for the issue at hand. Uh, for the cause of liberty, or for his oath of office. Uh, and yet, uh, it is President Trump that's being attacked for all of those reasons. Uh, so, uh, it's been an amazing deal, and, and I would throw uh, Mitt Romney in that mix. Uh, uh, I'd like to throw him other places, too. But uh, he has had uh, so much uh, stand... Uh, well, what, do you, what would you call it? So much criticism from people who actually should be helping him. And uh, I, I, don't get, I don't get Mitt Romney at all. Uh, look, okay, we, we all know that President Trump is brash. He's not the mainstream president that everybody's used to. He's not the uh, articulate uh, and suave uh, uh, speech of uh, one Barack Obama or others, or even Mitt Romney. Uh, he's brash, and we like that, and a lot of us have liked it, and I have liked a lot of it. I am fed up with the programmed tinny president uh, that uh, just is up there uh, to say things uh, that uh, really are to appease the press and the people, but mean nothing. They're mindless. They're so mindless. And so, yes, we, we do have a president that, and I've given President Trump the credit for this. Yes, I'm very much disappointed that, that he hasn't paid any attention to Sam Gerard and the other innocents in prison. Uh, he's made a, a first step kind of on that issue as, as well, uh, you know, doing prison reform. But he hasn't, uh, the, the administration uh, needs to back him on this, and they should be getting going on this. And we have got to people in his administration. And, and by the way, that, by the way, Jared uh, Kushner was one of the chief architects of that first step piece. Let's give credit there too, Kurt. Yeah, yeah, and and, and so um, it, it would be amazing. Wasn't his dad in prison as well? And yeah, I Charles think, Kushner. Yeah, that's why he understands a lot of that. Kurt. Yeah. yeah, and then Jared took over Charles's company after uh, he was prosecuted, convicted, and put in prison. Jared took over Charles Kushner's company. Um, oh, okay. So anyway, that's the kind of history history with that. Uh, but Kurt wants to tell you about a statue, Sheriff. Let's switch gears a little bit, Kurt. A statue or a statue? A statue. Um, <laughs> like a, this a one uh, image. is is probably one you want to miss. Um, you know, Sheriff, um, it's the statue of Moloch. Uh, do you remember the whole Moloch thing? Yeah, Moloch, um, Moloch, I don't know. You know, that uh, I guess he was the god of, uh, mm, trying to remember the exact place, but uh, basically, uh, you know, in statue of Moloch, he's a pagan god of burning kids to death. Uh, now he's on display. Where at? Um, in case you want to go see him, you can see him in the Coliseum, uh, according to CBN. Um, and uh, what you know, you can the Roman Coliseum. Oh, in Rome! Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
and and the same place they slaughtered uh, Christians, you know, in there. Uh, now you can see this. Uh, so I guess this was the uh, pagan uh, god whose demand for child sacrifice. Uh, I guess it, they would throw the babies into the uh, burning belly of Moloch. Well, they do know. it different than we do um, it here. We surgically abort yeah, them, deliver them live, and distribute right. the organs for cash. We're a little bit better than they were. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Anyway, so you can go visit that on your travels there, Sheriff. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kurt wants to tell you about a hockey commentator. Well, there's this 80-year-old hockey commentator. I don't know if you heard about Don him. Don Cherry? But, um, yeah. He, uh, this is up in Canada, because hockey's a little bit more king in Canada. And, uh, you know, basically he, uh, well, he committed uh, the evil thing of uh, going against, uh, you know, the the uh, establishment media this hockey um, commentator is but I think he's not too worried uh, they call him Don Cherry is his name he's unapologetic over uh, firing after pro veterans day comments uh, you know so imagine this guy he's in his 80s and uh, they didn't like what he had to say you know uh, but, I mean, could you uh, imagine in the world the running around being pro veterans day sheriff Yeah, no kidding. What a what a sad tale to tell. Poor Don, and uh, our prayers are with him. But it just shows what a world we live in. Though good is evil, evil is good. I mean, it's just out of control. Our prayers are with Don. I I, I kind of like Veterans Day personally, and kind of being positive on the day, Kurt. And and like in his case, since he's up in Canada, what they do, uh, they they have a different name for the day. Uh, but you know, it's it's to support the troops and that kind of thing. And they're supposed to all buy the little poppies. I don't know if you remember uh, seen that or whatever. But this guy's a 85 year old former player uh, for the hockey, uh, you know, hockey. School teams or whatever and he made some comments saying that hey uh, they call it remembrance day up there and uh, you know everybody ought to buy a poppy uh, lapel pin to support the military veterans and uh, uh, some thought uh, this was an attack on immigrants he says uh, you people that come here whatever it is you love our way of life you love our milk and honey at least you could pay a couple of bucks bucks for a poppy uh, these guys paid for your way of life you the life you enjoy in canada these guys paid the biggest price See, i couldn't Anyways, agree with so. him more Kurt. Fired the dude. The Canadian Broadcasting Corporation uh, said it was flooded with complaints. Uh, Sad know, tale to uh, tell, but again, enough uh, you know conservatives and freedom-loving people don't stand up. They just go ahead and watch their football games and let the uh, poor guy standing up for something get slaughtered on the front line. He too. says, I don't regret a thing. Uh, if you Amen. notice, I never said immigrants. I never said anything. I said you people. And they could have been Scottish. They could have been Irish. They could have been anything. But yes, that's sir. the way the world is today. They listen to those people. He's right. He's at, and, yeah. and, But again, not enough good people stand up or it would change the game. Yeah, good point. He's right. All right, Brown University, Kurt. Well, yeah. Uh, this is a story that the student, sheriff ought to sound off on after you're done. Yeah, he'll like this. Student activists there at Brown University, um, they said they want to get rid of all prisons. So I guess we wouldn't have very many people in prison if we do that, right, <laughs> So Brown University student activists say get rid of all prisons. What do you say to that, Sheriff? Well, if 
I had to, yeah, I don't know. One of the founding fathers, I can't remember who it was, I think it was Ben Franklin, said he would rather a hundred guilty people go free than one innocent man be in prison, to be imprisoned. If we follow that train of thought and we believe in that, then would we not agree with Brown University? Well, so I uh, agree with the general point they're trying to make, yeah. which is prisons are evil and wrong. And, and, and However, I would disagree, and I would say this. Not counting violent criminals or illegal aliens, I would say very few people belong in prison. So I wouldn't go as far as they've gone, but I would agree with the, the general part. point being made. Let's have you respond, Sheriff, and you too, Kurt, in seconds. This is an interesting story when we've become the lock em up nation. We lock up more people than any other nation on the planet. It can't continue, folks. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. A second public hearing in the impeachment inquiry into President Trump is underway on Capitol Hill. Ousted U.S. Ukraine Ambassador Marie Yovanovitch is the featured witness. Yovanovitch, according to Democrats, ran afoul of the president's lawyer Rudy Giuliani, who they say was conducting unofficial diplomacy in Ukraine. The California Democrat who chairs the panel, Adam Schiff, says... Marie Ivanovich was in Kiev when she was called by a senior State Department official and told to get on the next plane back to Washington. In California, police make five arrests in connection with a Halloween party shooting at an Airbnb near San Francisco. Four suspects booked on suspicion of murder and conspiracy. A fifth person was arrested as an accessory to the crime. This is USA Radio News. Welcome to Tax Talk with Hollywood legend Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. You gotta love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee and they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-832-1594. 800-832-1594. President Trump at a campaign rally last night in Louisiana trying to help the Republican going up against Democratic Governor John Bell Edwards there. The president saying of the impeachment inquiry back on Capitol Hill. The people of this country aren't buying it, you see it, because we're going up and they're going down. Heavy suspensions and fines likely to come after an on-field scuffle between members of two NFL teams last night, the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. In particular, defensive end for Cleveland, Miles Garrett, and the Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback, Mason Rudolph. The Steelers QB tried to rip Garrett's helmet off when the pair were on the ground wrestling late in the fourth quarter, and Garrett responded by pulling Rudolph's helmet off and swinging it. 
at him, hitting Rudolph in the head. The world's largest Starbucks opening today in Chicago. It's called the Starbucks Reserve Roastery. This is USA Radio News. Sheriff Mack with us, ladies and gentlemen. So I'd be interested in getting rid of the prisons for the most part. I think that Brown University students have a point. They're student activists, and they say get rid of all prisons. I don't know that I can agree with that. Illegal aliens crossing the border need to be stopped and sent back. Uh, I think that violent criminals, I don't know that we want. You know, at some point, you got to think about the innocents on both sides. But I agree most people who are in prison today ought not be. And we put more people in prison than any other nation, bar none. Sheriff, you want to respond to that real quick? Yeah, I would tend to agree with you on every point there. And and if it's, you know, if it was only a yes and no question, if it was only do or not do question, uh, then I would I would still have to say get rid of all of them. Uh, however, that would be a little bit drastic and a little bit extreme. And uh, we've always had prisons. Uh, prisons were here in biblical times and and way before. Uh, and so I would I would simply say this: I, I do not want to put uh, drug users in prison, and we've done that. Yeah, far- prisons are kind of like government; they're a necessary evil to some degree, and they can be good if used properly. Yeah. Uh, but oftentimes they're misused. I think that's the point, Kurt. Any final comment on that one? No, I think it's been covered. All right, I got to move along because Kurt gave me like three thousand stories. Next one, NBC News. Kurt, it's a little bit of an overstatement. I know. People know that, Kurt, right? Oh, really? You yeah, think people think so. know that? Yeah. Uh, but NBC, it, said, it says, uh, John Bolton thinks Trump's business interests make him buck foreign policy establishment. What do you think of that? I get Sheriff? the bogus charge. Well, you know, I like, um, it does, is there any way that he could avoid, uh, Promoting his businesses just because he's president. Right. I mean, and, okay. and and is uh, no other presidents or nobody else, they claim their interests kind of influence. You know, they're, they're suggesting a conflict of interest here, and I just disagree. Well, I mean. Oh, this might fix it. Uh, this just in, uh, you know, um, CNN says that uh, Trump is now naming all his hotels Pelosi uh, Hotel now. And so <laughs> maybe that'll fix it. Yeah, that'll do it. Sorry, that's <laughs> not that. Is that a real story? story. No, it isn't. Sorry, oh, Sam. okay. But yeah, so I, I think it's a bogus charge. I think John Bolton is wrong. I think that Donald Trump has business interests around the world. But I believe is bucking the foreign policy establishment is because he realizes that we've been on the wrong road forever. And I think the Constitution would bear Donald out on that one. So I think that's just trying to muddy the waters personally, just my opinion. Any Any more on that, Kurt? No, I I think we're covered. All right, Club for Growth. Very good. Um, So the Club for Growth uh, story, you've got uh, basically uh, they unveil a second round of anti-impeachment ads, and they're going after Democrat swing districts. One of them's right here in Utah. Um, And, um, you know, it's so amazing to watch these different things, but I think uh, some of these Democrats are going to take a little heat for this 
impeachment stuff. What do you think? That's for sure. And I don't really look at them as anti-impeachment ads. I think they're pro-Constitution ads because I think the Constitution denotes what an impeachment requires. And it's uh, called Articles of Impeachment. It's not these hearsay TV theater discussions and stuff like that. So I'm not really anti-impeachment, but I would agree, agree with the Club for Growth that, you know what? We need to really highlight this reality of this off the rails agenda. If you have legitimate articles of impeachment, file them and vote on them. If you don't, sit down and shut up. What do you say, Sheriff? Boy, I'd love them to sit down and shut up. Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've watched very little of it. And when I got up this morning to start doing some of my homework for school, uh, I had it on. And uh, and and uh, the chairman, Schiff, um, uh, he, uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh, uh, I've, I've never seen, seen anything so frustrating because he's so one-sided, and uh, he doesn't allow uh, for anything fair to happen in the hearing. And even when Republicans are asking just for a point of order, he do, I don't recognize you, I don't recognize you. And he pounds the gavel, and I don't recognize you. Look, I, I thought he was getting ready to remove uh, a couple of the Republicans who just simply wanted to say, okay, point of order, which you're allowed usually to uh, ask a question about what's going on, and he wouldn't allow that. But the overall thing is just so frustrating because it is so unfair. I think they ought to sue Schiff so over this, personally. It is, uh, it's just what it is. It really is a big fishing expedition, and the other name for that is a witch hunt. They're just trying everything. They want Trump's tax records from the last eight years. Why? Because they think something might show. They are trying everything, and they also want to, if it doesn't show a crime, uh, they certainly want to show a conflict of interest, or they want to show everybody uh, what what wealth he does have or doesn't have. Uh, if If his image is the same as what his taxes show, they are trying anything and everything, and they're actually getting courts, of course, uh, uh, Democrat judges to uh, back them on some of this stuff. But if doesn't overkill uh, uh, ever come into play here, doesn't just a, a huge fishing expedition ever get to anybody uh, that this is just way too much and and it and it, it just doesn't seem to. And I think it it bears out what Trump said in the very beginning when he was running for office that Washington, D.C. needs to be uh, drained, and it really does. And in my classes, uh, everybody everybody agrees when I say this, that should we not just get rid of all the Democrats and Republicans in Washington, D.C. and start over? Amen to that, and we ought to basically jettison partisan politics. The founders warned us against that, and you got these private parties literally involved in election tampering on both sides of the aisle. Neither of them are legitimate government entities, but you believe that the Republicans and Democrats are somehow part of the government. They are not. They're private parties controlled by thugs, and just their very existence and insistence in these impeachment proceedings, so partisan as they are, smacks of conflict of interest to say the least. All right, I got good news, though. NASA unveils its first electric airplane. They call it a work in progress, Reuters. Do you want to go ahead and fly on the NASA electric airplane there, Kurt? I'll probably wait till you do that, Sam. Go I'm ahead. out. You can fly. I don't first. trust NASA at all. I didn't think we went to the moon, man. Good so there you go. You know, do you think we went to the moon, Sheriff? <laughs> uh, some of the kids in my classes have asked me that, and... Uh, I'm I'm kind of fifty fifty on it. I, I'm sure. Well, a little bit more than fifty fifty. I you I, I you've got to listen to the interview. 
You need to inter- listen to the interview that Sam did with uh, this guy. What's what's his name, Sam? His name is Bart Sibrel. Right, Sibrel. Bart uh, Sibrel. Earlier yeah. this week, uh, you ought to just take that and have it in your class and listen to it, and then you'd really have some discussion there, Sheriff. Yes, you would. That'd probably fire you from the school and everything else. All right, Bernie Sanders <laughs> in the news, Kurt. Better change the subject fast. Because, see, if okay. you talk about going to the moon, whether you believe we win or not, you're not allowed to talk about that, or you're just a nut. Oh, yeah, exactly. Now, see, I got a question. Why is that? Why in America can we talk about murdering babies, delivering them alive, and then discussing, keeping them comfortable while we discuss their murder? Why can we talk about, you know, uh, perverted sex and sex operations and changes funded by your government, talk about gays and lesbians and bisexuals and transgenders and and, and talk about everything perverted? But if I say, man, I'm not sure I trust NASA if we went to the moon, they say, nut, crazy, wacko, get out of here. But, of course, Bernie can hang out with... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So Bernie, an avowed socialist, and Ocasio-Cortez, another avowed socialist. Bernie says if he gets elected, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez will play a key role in my White House. That's as nutty as it gets, man. I'm telling you, that girl is a nutcase. Well, he's not winning, and she ain't going. I pray you're correct, sir. But Tulsi Gabbard's in the news. Kurt has the tales. Uh, I'm forgetting which Tulsi story this is. Is this the one where she says to Hillary, you know, uh, tell me, you know, uh, give me the case or uh, what? Go back on your statements. Is that what it is? Yeah. So basically, I tell you, Kurt gives me a million stories. Kurt says he over exaggerates. Then I say, Kurt, how about this one? Kurt's like, I can't remember. Too many of them. I get it. Tulsi Gabbard, there is a lot of them. There's no doubt. There's so much news. By the way, I don't mean to criticize Kurt for giving me a million stories. What Kurt's trying to do is keep us up on the most important news, and it is a chore. So I don't want this to be a negative statement. I want to just to let you know how hard behind the scenes Kurt's really working. I'm telling you right now, he sends me a ton of stories because they need to be discussed. And I know we don't have time to discuss them a lot sometimes. We struggle to get to them all. But he's bringing up critical topics that ought to be highlighted. So Tulsi Gabbard, for example, gets lawyers involved, accuses Hillary of defamation, demands a retraction. Now, I pray for Tulsi, but I don't think she'll have any success. James Edwards sued because uh, the... Folks in the Detroit Free Press uh, literally called James Edwards a leader of the KKK. Uh, he sued and thought he could win, but they shut him down. Um, not only is James Edwards not a leader of the KKK, he's never even been a member of the KKK, for crying out loud. But he lost. And then who else just lost a lawsuit? Oh, Joe Arpaio lost a lawsuit. Now he filed another one. But now Tulsi's trying to file a lawsuit against Hillary. Who do you think is going to win between Tulsi and Hillary, uh, Kurt? Hillary's going to win. She's a criminal that ought to be in one of those prisons we think we should close. Well, she's a violent criminal if the death count, body count list is true. I don't know. Anyway, Sheriff, you'll respond in seconds, too. Hang tight, folks. I'd invite Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So 
So I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no one. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and, and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. Then you don't have what it takes to be in this job. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to DefendAPatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com. Ladies and gentlemen, our prayers are with Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi gets lawyers involved, accuses Hillary of defamation, demands retraction. I pray she gets it, but I don't see it. Hillary's an enterprising criminal, to say the least, and a, a violent one at that. I, you know, I fear for Tulsi. Um, I sure pray she doesn't Arkansas or anything like that, Sheriff. Yeah, I feel the same way. I, in fact, I was kind of tickled about their fight. And uh, I thought Tilsey handled it very well. Um, I think she's kind of a classy person. Amen. And our prayers are with her, by the way. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Florida yeah. County, Kurt. This one, this, well, yeah, this, this is cut out this, for the sheriff, sir. Yeah. Right? <laughs> this headline from World Net Daily uh, is where I found it. And it says, uh, Florida County declares itself a Second Amendment sanctuary. Subheadline sends a message to what can best be described as the authoritarian control freaks. Now, I, one more thing I'll say about it real quick before I let you rock and roll with it. But when I enter that in, the exact words from World Net Daily in there and do a Google search no World Net Daily uh, response back from Google. Uh, but, of course not, because Google I hates WMD, and Google it. hangs out with Hillary, and they're on the side of just repression and violating the First Amendment, et cetera, et cetera. I agree. Anyway, sad tale to tell. What do you think, Sheriff, though? Florida County declares itself a Second Amendment sanctuary. Well, Tombstone, Arizona, uh, kind of took a lead on that also. Uh, they declared themselves a Second Amendment town or Second Amendment community, and they didn't want to use the word sanctuary, uh, although some others have very much so, but they didn't want to sound anything like the sanctuary cities for illegal immigration. So they didn't want to use that word. They ought to call it a Second Amendment promised land, sir. Something like that. That's more. That's more like what they're after. Yeah. Anyway, good for both of them, though. I might add. And they were at our. I, they were at our. They were at our conference, and they they spoke about it, and it was really amazing. Love it, Kurt. 
I guess they're the Lake County uh, Board of Commissioners, and they passed this resolution. They declared themselves a Second Amendment sanctuary uh, just this month. Uh, Central Florida community, by the way, CNN reported this. I thought that was interesting. And that's at least what they say is the source of the World Net Daily report. Uh, cities and counties in Illinois, Colorado, and California also have proclaimed themselves sanctuaries, saying they won't enforce state laws that infringe on residents' right to bear arms. Uh, kind of like you tell the sheriffs to do, right? Sheriff? Yeah, they talk about guns and Bibles, too, Kurt. I think a Bible <clears throat> relates here. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, the headline from World Net Daily uh, says... Um, a Bible in cop's pocket saves his life after being shot in chest. Um, subheadline, he was shot by a projectile, I assume, of 9 millimeter caliber. So what do you say about that, Sheriff? Well, I think that's why he was holy. Very good. Well, he wasn't holy. If he didn't know the Bible, it would be a whole lot more holy. He was not holy. But the Bible's holy, and the following the Bible makes you more holy. That's for sure. That's right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I That's, find it kind of cool, though. I've, heard How that, many, I've actually heard of that happening before. Yeah. How many news organizations are going to report that a Bible in a cop's pocket saved his life after being shot in the chest? And a lot of us Christians say it might have a little more to do with than just the physical paper of the Bible. Right, Kurt? That's right, and this was originally reported by what's called the Daily Star, uh, and uh, they say, and uh, this is in Bolivia, I guess, and it says a police officer saves his, says his life was saved by a Bible in his breast pocket after he was shot in the chest during mass unrest. Pictures show the cop's small Bible with a bullet hole in it following the riots in the eastern Bolivian well, region of Santa Cruz. Bible, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there you go. Bibles have frequently been the inspiration for miracles, the story says. Anyway, it's so, great news that we wanted to bring that to your attention. There's a little bit of good cheer on the broadcast. Another good cheer piece, a selfless fire Lieutenant Kurt. That's right. Headline from World Net Daily: a Fire Lieutenant dies selflessly saving two firefighters from burning home. Subheadline: He took his job very seriously, performed it admirably, and his dedication was unwavering. Pretty cool. Two stories, huh, Sheriff? Yeah, I love that. That's great. Uh, the, the press would probably just call it. Uh, he had a very small uh, ballistic vest instead of calling it a Bible. That's right. Or they yeah. say he had a book in his pocket. He had a porno book in his pocket. They'd probably try to say that because, you know, they're trying to tie the communists are trying to tie the Bible to porn now. Did you hear that? When you look up, say, Ruth or whatever, it'll be, uh, you know, a sexual Ruth thing. And, and they're trying to pervert the Bible in porn. Did you know that? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you could certainly bend a lot of it into pornography if you wanted if you had to yeah that's how they're doing it that's for sure Gamora. what do you expect out of the communists anyway uh, on a different what do you call it trajectory uh, no you know that's right trajectory right. trajectory yeah. all right franklin graham's in the news he's doing some good and i agree with him that's exactly right and he's suggesting well he says he asked for prayer for the president of the united states and then he says pray for our nation pray for our leaders I mean, imagine that. Can he do that kind of stuff in America today, Sheriff? Well, I certainly hope so. Amen. I, you don't think they're going to toss him in the clink or fire him or do something? Well, 
maybe they'll treat us all like Daniel soon. Um, these these Democrats and the AOC types, uh, you really got to be afraid of what they could pass there. I hear that. Anyway, I commend Franklin Graham for providing true leadership, asks for prayer for POTUS, or President of the United States. Pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders, says Franklin Graham. And I just couldn't agree more. I think it's a tremendous story. We double down in uh, effort to support that. Um, I just think it's great leadership and great advice, Kurt. Couldn't agree more, Sam. And, uh, of course, you know, Hillary would make jokes about uh, stuff like, uh, yeah, get, get some uh, hope uh, hope and prayers, you know. She'll make a joke. Well, then maybe Hillary it. can go visit that statue we talked about at the top of the hour. Moloch, yeah. That Moloch statue or whatever. Hillary can go visit that, and the rest of us will pray for the president. What do you say, Sheriff? Well, I hope we do, and I hope she does. And, uh, you know, I... I I, I have a hard time not wishing her uh, bad things. I know I don't have any ill will towards her, but I do believe she's a criminal and, and should be investigated. Uh, even when the time she was investigated, they showed all the elements of the crime had been met in about 10 different crimes, and yet the guy who did the investigation says we can't prosecute. That's not his job. Yeah, very strange. On this prayer, on the prayer story, I thought it was interesting when you put that in those exact words from World Net Daily. In you know, in Google, you get these uh, old stories from like June or something like that. And then if you uh, you know search a little farther, you find out, hey, uh, you know, he's saying this right now as these impeachment inquiry hearings. He says this is a sad day for America, uh, et cetera. And so. Uh, you know, the Google boys are making sure that you can't really find those stories, I think. Yeah, you're right about that. Anyway, I commend Florida County for being a sanctuary city. I commend Franklin Graham for trying to encourage people to pray. I'm grateful for the Bible and cops' pockets saving lives. I'm grateful that we the people can stand up for God, family, and country. And the last story that I want to bring to your attention, Chick-fil-A food truck triggers... Oregon students sparks walkout. Don't respond to this, Sheriff, and then Kurt. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, the presence of a Chick-fil-A food truck had Oregon students riot and walk out. Just its appearance, buddy. Well, well, we all know uh, Chick-fil-A's record uh, is very powerful that they uh, are Christian, that they have a Christian business, that they don't open on Sundays. Uh, Even in places where all businesses are required to be open in malls on Sunday, Chick-fil-A says, you want me in your mall? I don't open on Sunday. Uh, And so they're not open on Sunday anywhere. Anywhere, uh, I don't know if they have them worldwide. I would imagine that they're starting to. Uh, It's one of the best businesses in the world. Uh, And... uh, growing fast and i totally support them and uh, and uh, when they had the uh, big uh pu- anytime the left pushes against chick-fil-a it increases their business so i say just keep going kurt 
Well, I couldn't agree more with uh, than what the sheriff has said, uh, Sam. Uh, you know, here's a headline from Washington Examiner. The left's baseless hatred of Chick-fil-A reveals their bigotry. Um, you know, and like you said, uh, you got some of them, they just go off half-cocked, you know. Uh, the media's not going to give Chick-fil-A much of a, um, you know, I, I mean, like, remember that slowest drive through story? Fox News got this, uh, says Chick-fil-A owner fights back against slowest drive through accusations. Yeah, they're slowest because they got the most customers. But I don't think they're slowest anyway. I don't believe that's true. Well, I know, but, you know, I'm just telling you that's what they want to do is take them down in one way or or, or another. And I also submit to you the more home-cooked the food is, usually the slower it is to create. And I would say that that's rather than just being a race test, how good is the food, how quality (laughs) is the food, how taste, uh, how warm is the food, you know, all those things start to matter. And I think, hey, Americans vote six days out of seven that, Chick-fil-A is at the top of the list for a reason, folks. So don't believe the propaganda. Don't believe the mainstream press getting to the youngsters who are all socialist uh, and attacking Chick-fil-A. I pers- it makes me want to go to Chick-fil-A right now. I'd just throw down the gauntlet and go get breakfast yeah, at Chick-fil-A I love their spicy chicken strips. Darn right. So there you have it. I just, wow, there's me, so much think, going on in the country. It's shocking, Sheriff. Yeah. Let me add one thing really quick about Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I will say that I drive by Chick-fil-A. Uh, probably three or four times a day. And there is never any other business that has the line like they do. During all business hours, there is always a huge line at Chick-fil-A. The other one that comes close to that is In-N-Out Burger. Other than that, uh, I have never seen the lines like I've seen at those. What does that tell you, Sheriff? Uh, They run a good business and they people dig it. Wow, imagine that. You you need to, yeah, but you can't figure this out on your own. You need Good some point. training to figure this out. You need the years of uh, college education in this area. You know, you Yeah, this, this guy in a country song got asked why he was going so fast in his car before he wrecked, and his answer was chicks dig it. And I think chicks dig <laughs> Chick-fil-A too there, Sheriff. Amen. He doesn't know how to respond. Sense. The reason why is mothers love it for their children because it's 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 yes, it's fast food to some degree, but it's on the better end. It's better for you. It's healthy food. They they have a tremendous chicken noodle soup, by the way, if you didn't know that. So I'm just telling you, Chick Fil A. You can just see that everybody loves it. The mainstream press hates it because they stand up for Christian values, and the battle's on. And I'm glad that the American people are coming out and forced to stand in great numbers. For a company that's closed on Sunday, has some of the best food and best service in the industry. That's all I'll say. Chicks dig it, and so do I. How's that? <laughs> Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hour two in the can. Sam and Kurt agree to disagree on Jared Kushner. I think he's a thug. Kurt thinks he's great. Uh, and this idea that Donald... I didn't say that. I think he right. gets a raw deal all in right. the media. That's right. Uh, I mean... And I'm saying that if the president's daughter chose him as a husband, I think there's probably some good there. Oh, I'm sure there's some good there. He's a child of God, and I hope we can redeem him, that's for sure. You just think he's some good, a good thug. Yeah, better a thug than most, that's for sure. Uh, anyway, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.